Uh, hey, everyone. Welcome to the Good News Podcast. And you are not going to believe this, or at least I can't believe this. I, I really am. Oh, I'm, I'm awed, amazed, grateful. This is our 100th episode. It, it, uh, man, time flies when, when you're having fun, like they say. Eh? And, and it's, been, it's been quite a ride. Um, this has been a project, this Good News Podcast work that has been a, a labor of love for sure. And so this episode, we're going to actually take some time to reflect on what the experience has been like, why we why we even started this Good News Podcast. It was, it was great for me personally to kind of remember why we do this. Someone once said that when we lose our, our why, we lose our way. And so it's just so good to remember why something's important. And it just, I just found myself being convicted of, of how important this, this initiative is and, and what is possible for the future. But, but it's all about just looking back, reflecting a little bit on why we've done this. And we're even going to hear and watch some episodes, some clips from, from, from the, the, the hundred episodes. We can't go through each and every one of them, but we just picked a few to give you a glimpse and, and remind ourselves of, of some of the amazing conversations that we've been so privileged and, and blessed to have. So friends, get ready, man. Fasten your seatbelts. This really is a good one. Grateful for Rebecca Freer, who hosted me on this one as we took some time to celebrate the 100th episode. Let's dive in. Thank you so much for joining us today with Jamie and Rebecca. Today is a very, very special episode because this is the 100th episode of the Good Yay! News Podcast. Wow. Yes. Wow. And we are so excited to be chatting today about previous episodes. We're going to go through mm. the ones that we enjoy, the ones that, you know, has made an impact. So we're just going to be naming a few. And I'm just so blessed to be here with Jamie, mm. the, the person that, kind of thought of this mm. and uh, alongside others I'm thinking about Matt Grosso who nice. organizes the uh, the schedule who does the filming so it's just been an amazing amazing growth and today we're here to talk mm. about it hi Jamie hey Rebecca <laughs> and I got to say you've been a huge part of the podcast too and uh, have yeah. really appreciated not only you being on as a guest over over the last couple of years but but uh, but also hosting and yeah. that's been really um, exciting to see you move into that role a little bit too, and you do a great job. So I'm looking Thanks. forward to this conversation today Thank for you. sure. Thank for sure. you. Yeah. So let's jump right into it. When did the idea of creating mm. a podcast mm -hmm. happen? How did that form up in your mind? Yeah, yeah. Well, I would say like many things, um, it it wasn't just me. And the meaning meaning there were a number of people around our church for for a number of years who've been saying, oh, we should have a podcast and and maybe one day we could have a podcast. And we'd have these brainstorming sessions about visioning in the future and 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 yeah, that would it would come up consistently. And so mm. kind of the seed got planted in in community. Um and as we sort of explored and prayed together for the future of our church here at NBUC, so that that was that was happening over several years, and and then um, yeah, I definitely was intrigued by the idea. I, I I love to communicate and connect, and a podcast has been a way for that to happen. I, I think the good news podcast, like the 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 good news part of it, because um, when they okay, well, we're going to do a podcast. What is it? What is it going to be? Mm. And so uh, that part really came because. For for me personally, I I am just so privileged to see so much in our city that is good, like that is so good, 
And, and every day I think I go around and experience something where it's like, I wish more people knew about that. Right. I wish, I wish more people knew about this cashier at the store that does an amazing job. I just felt so blessed by her serving me in the way that she did that t- today or, or, you know, in the Art Glen community, just some of the, the amazing business owners there that were supportive, like this would just go on and on. And, you know, firefighters who do incredible work every day. So I just, this was like, for me, there was, wow, this could be an avenue mm. to share some of that good news that, that we get to see because we're out in the community. Um, right. Wow, that would be that would be really, really cool. And then I guess even deeper for me, there's a spiritual piece that, that um, yeah, the gospel, uh, we're, you know, as followers of Jesus, we have the gospel, the good gospel literally means the good news, the gospel mm. of Jesus, the good news of Jesus. And, and we're invited to be bearers of good news as his followers, as his representatives yes. today. And I thought, wow, like, I think we could, we could do that through the podcast. We could bring good news to people in a very unique way that would lift up all these amazing people and stories in whom, whether they would name it or not, we would see God at work without mm. question, but also be bearers of good news, bringers of good news. Because so often, you know, we turn the TV or the radio or whatever on, look at our social feed and, and, and there's a lot of negativity. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of really heavy and hard stuff. And, yeah. and the gospel speaks to that absolutely as well. But this project was, let's hold up the the good news and yeah. be bearers of good news. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a hundred episodes after mm. today, before today, mm-hmm. did you ever envision it being what it is today? Mm. Yeah. Um, I, I really didn't have um, a lot of, of expectations and, mm. and normally my, my, mode of operating would be that I do, you know? And so it's interesting. Um, I really was just excited to get it going. And then, and then it, it's been so, it's been so um, full, just keeping it going, uh, right. r- researching guests, um, reaching out to guests, uh, recording the podcast, scheduling the podcast recordings, uh, trying to let people know that they exist once they're, you know, once they're done, once they're launched. So it, there really has been a sense of uh, that there's been so much put into just doing that that haven't really even that's why this conversation is great to me to even stop yeah. and think about what were we expecting what was I expecting where are we at now with, with this um I, I definitely um and I, I think I think our team shares this vision believed that there was a lot of people mm. who need to hear good news and Absolutely. that this really could be a way to do it and I think I think it has been and so there was definitely a sense of of wanting to share it with as many people as possible. Yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely. It's Mm -hmm. been amazing as a viewer, as a participant, just to see the amount of impact that it's had Mm -hmm. on communities, on people. I wanted to know, is there anything that surprised you Mm -hmm. throughout these episodes Mm -hmm. that comes to mind? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, well, one in some ways that we've, we've made it to a hundred. I I know exactly. (laughs) I, I am kind of like, wow, holy cow. I can't believe that we've done that many. Um, that we've made it here, that we're still doing it. In fact, I would say not only going strong, but I think we're building momentum, and that that's really exciting to me. Our team and both the and also just the 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 people who we're having on the on the podcast, and and the people who are starting to catch it and and follow and listen uh, more regularly. So that that's that's cool. I, I'm surprised that we made it. Like it's mm. awesome. I give thanks for that. Praise for that. I think one of the things that's really struck me, and I didn't see this one coming was the experience for each guest that has that has been with us mm. and and I I really have experienced every single time um that guest 
loving the conversation. Like, like we get done and there's this sense of like high fives. And, and there really is a sense of, of, wow, like that was incredible, like an incredible experience. And, and my sense is there's a few things happening. Like some people um, we've had on, this is maybe new experience, but we've had actually people who've been very seasoned communicators. And there's always this bit of anxiety maybe when you first start, but then you settle into this really awesome, genuine conversation. And you just, you kind of forget you're even doing it. You're just having yeah. this conversation, like, like we are right now. Like you're just in present in this moment, in this conversation. And, and so, yeah, I think at the end of each conversation, each person has just been, I think I could say, felt really blessed mm. as we have, as I have, to be a part of the conversation. Even if it didn't go anywhere. Matt and I say this all the time, like even if no one heard that one, mm. what God just did in this conversation right here, right now, was was worth everything because yes. that's the kind of depth and energy and connection um, that 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 that's happened. And I didn't I didn't see that coming. I, I, I'm approaching people asking if they would inviting them to be on the podcast and, and be part of it. Um, and thinking and, and actually they, they are very much doing us a favor um, and it's much appreciated. But I I didn't realize the blessing that it could be and would be for the guest mm. as well. And that's been hands down across the board. Um, whether it's whether it's a, a famous um, kind of person like Theo Fleury, or whether it's someone that has never done something like this ever before that no one even knows about, but their story is just as good and just as amazing across the board. Yeah, the the experience of the guest yeah. has been really beautiful and amazing. I just love it. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And then and then the other pieces, the 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 joy for me. Um, it's mm. been yeah, like I'm. It's been like uh, I don't even know how to put it into words. Like it's been. More than a pleasure. Um, uh, my, for those that know me, you know, my makeup can be to run and move pretty quickly, and 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 always have something next that's coming up. And so, um, as our as our team has, has sort of challenged and encouraged me to really listen to a guest and and really not have pre-programmed or pre pre-planned completely. You have some talking points. The way it works is we'll send out three or four talking points, but but the, the conversation goes way deeper, mm. way further than that. And that happens in the moment. I, I would I would I would just want to give credit to the Holy Spirit in, yes. in, in, in many ways. Um, but there's this sense of listening and being present with someone um, that has been um, just really, really good for me, just a blessing personally. Oh, mm-hmm. it's been beautiful to even witness that mm-hmm. almost. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, you know, when you hear podcasts or shows, there is a lot of structure around it. But mm-hmm. to have something where two people are just chatting mm-hmm. or just connecting yeah. and sharing, I think it's amazing. Yeah. And I love that you've mentioned a couple people that comes to mind. And I think it would be great for us to dive into mm-hmm. those certain episodes and, and bring highlights to them and encourage you, if you haven't watched them, to go back and take a look at what it is. And maybe God's going to impact you again if you watch mm-hmm. it a second time. Just mm-hmm. saying. Very cool. Very <laughs> cool. I love that. I think that, that would be a lot of fun yes. just for us even to do, but also for those who've been listening, following, viewing, to, to catch a, just a little reflection on some of the some of the highlights. Yeah, yeah. Love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's dive in. Okay. As you say, mm-hmm. I stole your catch line. Cool. So let's it's talk. Ours. It's ours. It's ours. Yeah, for Thank sure. You. Let's talk about the Holton Christmas episode. Oh, oh, my, oh my laughing gosh. already just thinking about it. <laughs> Can I just say how oh. iconic it was to have all the Holtons in one room, oh. in a circle, chatting and sharing memories? Yeah. What was your thought after filming that? How did oh. you feel? Yeah. Um, it's yeah one it was it was fun like it was just kind of fun because <laughs> the different personalities in our family came out which was 
but actually I wouldn't say worried, but I was like, like, was that too, was that too, was that too real? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cause it was, it, it got quite real about, about Christmas <laughs> and about just our own experiences that maybe sometimes hadn't turned out that great. And mm. uh, so I, did, I have to say, I remember that when I was like, I, I hope that's not too real, but Hey, you know what? We always talk about being real, keeping it real. So exactly. um, we did that today. We did, we did that too. But yeah. on the other hand, like I loved that it was so real, like, yeah. like that it was messy. It wasn't, it wasn't this hallmark. Cause I don't think that's actually, that's not the Christmas story. That's, that's, mm. that's not, that's not the way it worked. It was, it was the first Christmas was Jesus came born into a stable and a barn. It was, you know, yeah. his parents were on the, on the fly. They were, they were refugees. Like it was, it was messy. Mm. And so on the other hand, kind of cool that our conversation went to a, a bit of a messy place when it comes to Christmas. And I think that's probably the rally for many of us as well, that it's not just this nice, neat package. Um, Christmas can be complex and challenging um, and still great. But, but yeah, so that was my reflection. <laughs> uh, was that too real? You know what? What the heck? Um, yeah. yeah. Maybe that's yeah. what it should be. Yeah. It should be. Yeah. And it was refreshing to see because, yeah. you know, you're up there on a Sunday morning and it's great. But it was nice to see that kind of side of you yeah. with your family, yeah. how Jamie is as a dad, as a husband, mm. you know, as a friend. Yeah. And so it was really refreshing to see. what. Why was that episode so important to you? Um, yeah, I, I think a, a couple things. One would be I just love my family, man, like mm. so much. And I, I love doing things together. So for me, I was just excited to do something like that <laughs> together. And then and then I, I think, yeah, just it was cool to hear from the different generations as well. It wasn't just my wife, Katrina, and I um, talking. It was our kids really getting in there and giving their experience um, around Christmas and what it's all about and how we've experienced over the years as well. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Which one was your favorite experience to hear from, if you remember? Oh, 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 my, <laughs> my, my goodness. Yeah. Well, Cam and I are kind of aligned. So probably, probably Cam, just because we have some similar, um, you know, <laughs> Uh, yeah, m m <laughs> ways of entering into Christmas. <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. <laughs> I think I probably just got in trouble from everybody, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're used to forgiving me. Oh, yeah. they're used yeah. to it. Yeah. Hey, if they're not, we're going to do another episode. Bring all of them there back. There we go. <laughs> well, let's go. But, you know, let, let's give everyone a chance to talk about what it is like to get a, a Christmas tree for the Holton family. Cam, what's it like for you? And then let's go, Caleb, Katrina. I'll, I'll try to bring it, yeah, bring us home. Yeah. It was definitely Leah dragging me out there. Like I would not have been there if Leah wasn't kind of forcing us to go because for me, it always felt like, oh, like I'm just going to go walk around in the freezing cold while Leah tries to pick out a tree, even though all these look the exact same to me. Um, and then I'm going to be the one who has to cut it down and carry it back. <laughs> so that was my, so like the years where you went to the gas station or like Walmart, I was like, those years were the best. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's where I stand on it. <laughs> hey, Cam, props, baby. Props, props, props. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, Caleb. Um, well, for me, I was like right in the middle. Like, I didn't really, I would probably lean a little bit towards wanting to go get and uh, and do the full experience. But for the most part, I was right in the middle. So it was actually really, really amusing for me. Oh. Seeing, <laughs> seeing both sides clash. Because I got to see, I got to see Cameron pound around and you know, arguments between you and Leah probably shouldn't be amusing. Um, but looking back on it, it very much was. I can't think of an example, but just like, and I mean, even when with dad as well, what what farm did we go to? It's like most the one that was yeah, really far away. Yeah, it wasn't really far Albion. Albion. Yeah. Oh, that's not too bad. Yeah. yeah. The snowball fight at. 
Yeah. Was it a snowball fight? fight? No, I have that that part was fun. I have videos of you guys like rolling little snowballs, throwing them up onto the top of the barn and letting them roll down, and then they become a huge snowball and then fall on the ground. That was fun. That That was fun. That was the streak. That's the memory that sticks out most to me. See, everybody can have a good time. Best streaking memory ever. Yeah. So it's just like it was just like um Leah trying to get everyone to love it. Um and once she got past realizing that no one was going to love it, just dragging everyone along. <laughs> anyway, not really like, not I don't so- care if you like it. We're doing yeah, exactly. it. Um, Cameron hating it pretty much the entire time, except for when there was like hot chocolate or food involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and snowballs. Yeah. Um, every once in a while. Um, Although yeah. he was so mad last year, we didn't want to hit him because we thought he might really, really break. <laughs> Um, mom being like the mediator, she's kind of yeah, we trying can do to, this, we, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and just not wanting to hear us fight, yeah. And then dad was also kind of with me, kind of just right in the middle. So me and him just kind of got to fight around the whole time <laughs> while you guys all <laughs> just clashed at it. Let's talk about Jonisha. Mm. That episode oh. was incredible. I think I've watched it or listened to it twice. Um, just to really grasp what she was saying, because there were so many gems in mm. that episode mm-hmm. alone mm-hmm. that could honestly just stand on its own. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How did you feel going into that conversation, yeah. knowing that you would talk about something that's quite heavy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I gotta, I gotta go back to the fact that, like, I, I've seen Jonisha grow up. Like, mm. she's grown up in this, in this church. And um, there was a piece of me, and her and I joked about this. I, 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 I still saw her as this little girl, you mm. know, and and had realized that through the conversation, and obviously through talking before she came on the podcast. Um, yeah, she's she has grown up, and she has so much to offer. And and so I was I was just blown away by the depth of her thinking by the way that she was so able to articulate some some really yes. challenging concepts and 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 work that she was doing around anti-black racism and and then the 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 honesty of her of her poem mm. um that that really brought it all t- together yeah it was uh, boy and i, I just I'm, I'm rebecca i'm just i'm i'm feeling um right now what it was like to have that conversation with her and it was it was like holy ground like yeah. I, I i i gotta go back and and listen to that one like i i, yeah. I can't wait now if you, yeah, I know, you brought it to too. my mind yeah yeah, yeah it phenomenal was one, yeah. it was one that i feel like could be for anyone to listen yeah. to for yeah. someone to learn yeah for someone to kind of feel represented as well mm-hmm. for someone to also grieve i i really related to the words that she was saying mm-hmm. and it gave me the space to be able to feel understood yeah. and to mm-hmm. feel seen. Mm-hmm. So what mm-hmm. that that episode did was not only like share her experience, but it was an opportunity for people to learn, to feel represented mm-hmm. and a safe space to feel. So as I've told you before, mm-hmm. I was doing a um, research project with the United Church of Canada and we're looking into the black experiences um, of Canadians within churches and things like that. And my eye kind of caught I, my attention, I should say, got stuck on mental health because that's a really big issue. And I think that um, it's it's something that isn't talked about and especially isn't talked about in Black communities. Mm. And when I went into the research and I recognized where that 
the stigma around mental health is in black communities, I was like, I need to write something about this. Mm. <laughs> and I was just like, there are so many people out there, like even people I know who are black, but they don't want to express that maybe that they're dealing with mental health issues. And I think that comes from um, like, we've had to be so resilient and strong in the past. And I think black people still think they need to be that all of the time mm. and they don't allow themselves a space, you know, to be vulnerable and to just, you know, yeah, I'm not feeling well and say mm -hmm. that out loud. Um, and also just like through my research, I found out that a lot of the time in black communities, um, it was believed that if you had a mental health issue, it wasn't really a mental health issue. It was, you had some sort of tainted soul or mm. something along the lines of that. Like okay. here, you you were someone, you, you had a demon inside of you okay. or something like okay. that, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I made this poem, which is basically kind of just, to sum it up, it talks about how mental health is dealt with sometimes within mm. the church and how it's kind of this dangerous cycle where nothing really gets solved and how the person kind of feels like they're, yeah, they're just like not getting out of the hurt that they're feeling and they're not really getting the support that they need just because of beliefs that were set in the past mm. and have continued to today. So, mm. yeah. Wow. Um, oh <laughs> so when you talk about research, yeah. so what did that look like? How did you do research on something so, so specific, mental health yeah. in the Black community? Yeah, it, it was hard, especially yeah. in Canada, because there isn't a lot of information specifically about Black Canadians in Canada. And I think that has to go back with the, th the fact that like, in Canada, we believe there isn't racism. Mm. We believe that for a long time. So we've never really paid attention to certain ethnic groups. So finding research in general <laughs> was hard. But um, I did a lot of digging <laughs> and nice. I found um, resources about mental um, mental health in Black communities and not just like how they feel, but like how they're treated in hospitals, how they're treated mm. by police and things like that. And that type of stuff came up. Mm. Um, so it was a lot of like reading academic textbooks, articles, um, anecdotes from people who have experienced mm -hmm. um, issues with their mental health and stuff like that. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was beautiful. And yeah. it reminds me of your other episode with Kirsten. Mm. That episode was amazing. Mm. And I want to know, why was that? something that you felt necessary to bring her on? Mm. Why, why did you feel like Kirsten should yeah. um, come on the episode? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, we, we've been doing a lot of work as a church to, to become what's called an affirming church, meaning that we're, we're affirming all sexual orientations. Mm. And so we really wanted to, to have a, a real person share their experience. And, and Kirsten is my sister-in-law, yeah. Katrina, my wife Katrina's um, middle sister, and uh, her and I have we've, we've known each other for years. Um, I, I call her my sister. Like we're, mm. we're, yeah, like it's, yeah, love her, um, so much and, uh, have, um, had lots of conversations around where, I, you know, I've been able, privileged to hear uh, about her experience as a, as a gay woman. And, and, um, she is just, she lives into that in such an amazing and beautiful way, mm. but there's been a lot of challenge and, 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 you know, there's been some, some people that haven't haven't received her, you know, and and I just for me it was really important mm. um, to get personal and real, um, and and allow others to hear 
the conversation that I've been so privileged to hear over the years. Yeah. Yeah. It was beautiful to watch. I, watching that, it was honestly very moving for me Mm. coming from, you know, a family that is very deeply religious. My Mm. uncle's a priest Mm -hmm. and I don't think I would ever see him having a conversation with someone from the queer community. Mm -hmm. So to have seen that, a pastor, Mm. a brother, Mm -hmm. a friend, mainly a pastor in this context, having that conversation was life-changing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it affected so many people. I sent it over to my brother Mm. who is out and Mm. um, because he's had some trouble with that. Where is my space in my faith? Yeah. Yeah. And, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we and got deep into that one. Like, really like that deep. was really, I yeah. love that about, about what, what that conversation, like Kirsten got really clear on challenging us as a, as a faith community to not just let it be something that we put up on a wall, a flag mm. on a wall, but how do we, how do we live into this? How do we really get real with this? And, and I remember it, it was, it was both challenging, but just really appreciate that, that challenge, right? Cause that's why we're doing it. We want to create space for everyone to feel like they, they are safe exactly. <laughs> and they're accepted and they're loved and adored by God and by us. Yes. And, uh, yeah, it yeah. was a beautiful episode. Probably yeah. one of my favorite personally. Yeah, well, and I, I think uh, Matt tells me that it's one, one of the episodes that had the, the most uh, views and following, and, 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 yeah. and really, really glad for that. You know, it, it, there's so many of, of these episodes, uh, and, and all the ones we've talked about, especially Janisha and, and, and Kirsten. I remember like feeling the whole world needs to watch this, yes. see this, hear this. You know, and, and isn't that what happens when you've got good news? Mm. <laughs> it, you want the whole world. To know it, hear it, see it, receive it, get Absolutely. it, catch it, listen in on it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's it's by the community for the community mm-hmm. almost. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. it's been amazing to have that type of content just living there. Mm-hmm. You know, we can go back and watch it and experience it all over again yeah. and yeah. even more. Yeah. So it's amazing how community really, you know, grows others, you yeah. know, by having these people coming on and talking about it. Mm-hmm. So that those episodes were definitely, um, you know, up there for me, mm. and I can't wait to talk about more <laughs> because we've got some more. We've got some more. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a lot of people who don't affirm who they are. Mm. So, so you're not being an authentic. You're not being authentic to yourself, mm-hmm. and you are. You're, you know, you're pushing down who you really are to your family because the message that's been given to you is not safe. So, like, I do know people who. The second that they came out to their parents, they no longer have a place to live. Mm. So now, depending on how old you are, 16, 17, you can't get an apartment. You can now you're relying on who do you rely on? Who do you believe is safe? So now you're kicked out of the only home that you've ever known because you tell your parents you love someone of the same sex. Mm. And it's all about love. And and but again, I think that that whole what's the notion? Like, what is it from your perspective or mm-hmm. the, the the parents' perspective? What what have they been, what are they believing mm-hmm. that makes you so wrong mm-hmm. that you cannot live under the same roof? Mm-hmm. So now you're finding a place to live. You're either crashing on people's, people's couches because you can't get your own apartment mm-hmm. at that age. Yeah. Presumably you're in school. So, so I have had people who have been, who friends who have been homeless wow. until they can, you know, they're bunking with other people until they can establish themselves wow. just because they're gay. Wow. Let just alone the emotional heaviness of feeling rejected. Exactly. Yeah. 
exactly. by the people who are supposed to love you the most. Love you the most. Mm-hmm. Like, unconditionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unconditionally. I'll love you unless you tell me that. Yeah. So, so this is something else that's heavy when it comes into coming out to somebody. Mm. You know, so as you say, I experienced unconditional love, but it's not until I tell you this, mm-hmm. until I tell you this one thing that I think is going to change your mind. Mm-hmm. And now you're not going to, mm-hmm. to like, like, I mean, we can talk about so many people that have, have come out first of all. So, so now you're suppressing yourself and you yourself start to believe that you are not okay, that you're not right, mm-hmm. that you are less than, mm-hmm. because that's the message that you've been giving. Yeah. And I mean, one thing that people need to understand, I think people recognize is the rate of suicide amongst gay, lesbian, bisexual, trans people Mm -hmm. is way higher than everybody else because the message that is being given to them is that you are not right. Mm -hmm. Somehow who you are is not on the same playing field as everybody else. Mm -hmm. And so how do you love yourself and can you continue to go on? How do you Mm -hmm. come out to your family when... Uh, and and again, it's not the message that my family was giving me, but it's all it's all the outer messages yeah. that are also being in society yeah. as a whole. Yeah. And hearing other people's story, so it's trepidation. Yeah, it's trepidation. You know, and that's all. You, you just want the people to love you. Mm-hmm. So we chatted about you know stories that have stayed with us and impacted mm-hmm. us. Let's go into transforming, mm. you know, episodes mm-hmm. and the people and the guests that you had. I'm thinking about Anjane, mm. Anjane Walker oh. and her episode. Yeah, yeah. What was your impression during the filming, during, yeah. you know, the conversations? What were you feeling? Yeah, uh, it, gratitude, big time gratitude. Um, and and just for, for Anjane's episode, um, she again, was really naming some heavy topics uh, around equality and, and racism that she'd experienced in her life. Um, but, but in a way, like her story exhibited someone who God had brought through that. Mm-hmm. Like, so here, here, you know, here she was, someone that had come to the Jerry Neighborhood Center, um, had, had been, had been, you know, served through, through the center, but now she was, she'd become the the center manager, like, mm. like this young, beautiful, diverse female now leading the Journey Neighborhood Center. So I guess I, I had two hats in some ways. Like as someone who's part of the leadership of the journey through the church, um, I was just so grateful and proud to have someone like Anjane in 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 this role. Um, but then there was also this personal piece of of how how far she'd come, how how awesome it was that that the transformation in in her life. Um, and who better to be in leadership at the journey? Who who better to understand what people are experiencing, what they need, and have a passion to meet that that need? So yeah, I, I just it, and, and she's so articulate. Like she just yes. articulated things so beautifully in a way that challenges all of us because we still need to be challenged. Um, we, we you know we're we're not there. We've we've come a long way, praise God, but there's still a long way to go. And and I thought she did a really good job of of kind of walking that that tightrope of, of naming, yeah, this is great, but yeah. however, don't forget, let's keep going. We got to work at this. And I just thought it was, it was very inspiring. That was like, very inspiring. Being a black woman, a young mm. black woman, mm-hmm. trying to navigate the education system is mm. hard, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. it's 
society has been made for me not to succeed. And I have to work three times as hard, four times mm-hmm. as hard to get to where I am compared to my other people, right? Mm-hmm. Compared to my white counterparts, sure, to be really. Yeah, yeah. So it was hard with social work, um, going through those few years, learning really mm-hmm. about all the problems in society and the mm-hmm. roots and where it's coming from and just continuously being reminded how oppressed my people are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't even say were because that would be past tense because mm-hmm. we still are. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was hard constantly hearing about it, constantly learning about it, constantly having to write about it, mm. whether it was the black community, the indigenous community, like it was just, it was so hard to find the positive yeah. going through all that history of mm-hmm. social work, how mm-hmm. we started, the purpose of social workers, the intentions of the system that was created. And then it took me a while and it got me down at one point because mm-hmm. I just said, okay, you know, is this a field I really want to go into that mm-hmm. I'm constantly writing and reading about how oppressed my people are? And I had to just do some self-reflection. I had to ask myself if this is where I'm meant to be. Mm-hmm. Um, if this is where I'm supposed to go, is mm-hmm. this my career path? And Everything I do, I try to do with intention and purpose. So if I was supposed to go through this master's degree at social work, is this my right move? Mm-hmm. Is this me giving back to my community? Is this going to benefit me as a person or is this going to drain my soul type mm-hmm. of thing? Mm-hmm. Um, but I found I always have to find the positive and the negative. Mm-hmm. And as much as social work has so much negative things attached to it, rightfully so, I found a new meaning for myself. Mm. I found a new purpose for myself. Mm, all mm, of my lived amazing. experience, all of my trauma finally decided to make sense mm. as I went through this process of me being able to talk about it, me being able to connect mm. with others on a different level. It's not coming from a textbook. It's mm-hmm. not coming from practicum and yeah. placements of learning how to talk to people, learning how to talk to clients. It's coming from a place of home. Yeah. A place of where this is my everyday lived experience. This is what I faced. Um, and I have a better understanding of how to connect to others mm. because of the things that mm-hmm. I face. So social work really gave meaning to my trauma, mm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I continued with it. Mm. And I found that as I continued in my journey and as I continue with meeting with people and continue talking about my life story, it really helped others find purpose as well Mm -hmm. to keep going and me just going back and getting my bachelor's degree alone like it it takes a lot out of anyone racialized to get to that point and I decided to get there and get it done it was hard (laughs) there was a lot of tears Mm. um but finally being able to walk across that stage that's awesome it gave such completeness because I did something that society told me I wasn't allowed to do Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When Anjanae Walker yeah. speaks, you yeah. listen. Yeah. yeah, And the whole time I was just mesmerized by her eloquency, mm. by the way that she's able to grasp the emotions that I also, as a Black woman, has been feeling and just share that in a way that's so comprehensible mm-hmm. was insanely beautiful to watch. Mm-hmm. Insanely beautiful. And it, totally. it kind Absolutely. of reminds me of Sean, mm. Sean Hilliker yeah. and his episode and the way that he was able to communicate that through Zoom, <laughs> you know, it was just so well said. Yeah, Talk a little bit. I want to hear a little bit yeah. about your experience with Sean. Oh, yeah. How did well, you meet him? Well, so uh, that's such a cool story. So basically our, our daughter Leah um, is, is, has become good friends with 
with Sean's daughter and okay. and so Morgan and so Morgan and Leah met at a at a dinner at their friends one time uh, Friday night I get this text from Leah Dad like you, 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 I, this this friend Morgan her dad is a teacher and and she's just telling me about him and it's like you guys have to meet like you guys mm-hmm. have to meet. You guys would be fast <laughs> friends. Like you're so similar and da, da, Shout you know. Out to Leah. Yeah. So so that's kind of how it, it happened. That's how it got started. And the reason we were we were on Zoom was because Sean is a high school teacher in in Ni- in the Niagara area. And mm. so he actually I love that because he recorded from school. And so in the background, the bell's going, someone comes on the announce the PA system makes an announcement. Yes. Like it was just so real. Like here he was on his lunch, not his lunch hour. His lunch, I think his lunch, 35 minutes. And we took 30 minutes of that to do this recording. Wow. Like, But that's the kind of guy he is. Yeah, I can fit it in and I can't wait to do this. And, and he just brought this positivity um, yeah. to the conversation in, in, a, in a time where teaching is really tough these days. Yeah. Um, and, and so, yeah, it was just so... I. I, I got done. I, I, Matt and I joked. He said, like, that's got to be the most positive teacher on the planet. Like that. And, and, <laughs> and, and so, yeah, just just loved everything about that, that it one was for sure. Great. Yeah. It was amazing. I was taking some advice from it, too. He was mm. talking about career choices yeah. and, you know, doing something that you love mm-hmm. because you're going to be doing it for the rest of your life. Yeah. Right? And, and talking along those lines of really being real with yourself. Yeah. And I needed that. Yeah. So I that episode spoke to so many people and myself included. Yeah. I mean, when I tell people I'm a teacher, especially a high school teacher, just like you said, a lot of times the first reaction is, oh, wow, that's going to be tough. Teenagers, man, that's, that's a tough crowd to deal with. And, you know, whether they think they're lazy, uh, they're entitled, they don't have the same work ethic that we used to have, they're addicted to their phones, you know, um, hey, we all have some, some issues and nobody's perfect. But I, I just want to tell you, there are so many great kids out there. They're, the vast majority of kids I deal with are up to amazing things. And it's really inspiring, it's encouraging, and it's a lot of fun. So I, I'm here to tell you that I'm someone who's living in it, and I'm in this environment, and I am thrilled to be a part of it. I could give you so many examples of kids that impress me. And you know what? They do have a good work ethic, and they do have. Uh, ambitions and they're very thoughtful and they're responsible. Not everybody, but uh, you know what? I've, I've learned not to make quick judgments Mm -hmm. because, you know, there are a lot of, there are a lot of people, let alone not just kids, adults. There's a lot of people with issues. A lot of people are struggling with a lot of different things, you know, mental health. uh, There are different circumstances that, that leave them with a lot of things to be stressed out about. Um, I always, I always try to remember something that, uh, a friend of mine once said, and that is that everyone you meet is fighting a battle you know nothing about. Mm. And so I try to keep that in mind when I'm dealing with kids that are, you know, not presenting the most positive vibe, not giving their best effort and, and realizing that it's not a personal thing and that maybe you got to figure out what's going on. And a lot of times maybe you don't know what's going on and, and maybe, you, you know, that's not your role, but I think you got to connect before you can do anything else. Yeah. And when it comes to teaching, like, and part of connecting is realizing that, that, you know, there are, might be, there might be reasons, you know, nothing about for why someone is behaving or making the choices they are. Mm-hmm. You know, there's another great quote I really like. I'm a, I'm a big quote guy. And uh, there's a quote that says, 
don't judge my story by the chapter you walked in on. And, uh, I don't know if you're hearing this in the background, but you can tell I'm, I'm live in the school it's, environment It's here. cool. It makes it right? more real. We're, okay, we're, there you we're go. at high school See? with you today, Sean. We're at high school with you. It's awesome. We're keeping it real. Absolutely. But, but, but that's a good one, though. That's a good yeah. one. It also brings forth Billy. Mm. You know, Billy attends our church. Mm -hmm. And he... That episode honestly was so inspiring to watch to yeah. see where God has taken him yeah. and where he's at now. Why did you pick Billy? Yeah, that that, that's a great question. Yeah. yeah. Um, so with with Billy, he was he was um, reaffirming or getting baptized, reaffirming his faith to getting baptized, and yeah. and part of that process is is someone um, is given the opportunity to share a bit of their story and how God has worked in their life and how Jesus is making a difference in their life. Mm. Um, and so when Billy shared his story with us, it was like, oh my goodness, like there, there are several drop downs on this one that we need more time. Yeah. A five minute story on a Sunday morning isn't, isn't, it just doesn't do it justice because it, it's so uh, incredible. And, and so that's what, Hey, wouldn't it be cool to have Billy on the, on the podcast? And and that was a very new experience for Billy. He he would have never done you know anything like this before. But it, I I remember him coming and and uh, yeah, he was certainly jacked. Like he was he was pumped to to do it. And uh, yeah, he, he was again just so so real. Even having the conversation with me, yeah, let alone every single Sunday morning, as Billy sits in the front rows, he stands and raises his hands and sings and worships. Mm -hmm. I I just I, I just think that's amazing. Mm -hmm. um, many of Billy's friends because of the, the past that, that he's had and the people he's been connected to, many of Billy's friends haven't made it to his age. Mm. Um, they, they, they've had uh, addiction issues that have has often um, not allowed them to make it, you know? And so the fact that God has enabled Billy to make it, um, let alone the, the way that he's living in, he is a new person. He's a mm. different person. Um, and, uh, and it's really just cool to see it. It, it reminds me why we do what we do. How you said you were young. How how old were you? And and then and then what, what was, I, I life was life like? What was life like? What do you remember from that experience? What was that like? Because most of us would have really no idea what it's like to live yeah, on the streets. Yeah, it was very stressful. Yeah, very pain. I was about late late teens, early twenties type okay. thing. So wow. in that bracket, um, yeah, it's very difficult. That you know, my mom was there for a phone call, but my mom wasn't there for you know. There, she was there for support, but she wasn't. She wanted to make sure that I learn what happened and get my shit in order and stuff like that to to uh, for the darkness that I was living yeah. to make it more light in my situation, right? Wow. So it was very hard and whatnot, but you have to do what you have to do. You know, things happen when you're younger. You know, you have to move on. You have to... You have to have build that strength in you to, you say the past is the past and the future is the future. Sure, yeah. So now, now I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to make sure I have a place, you know, stepping stones, right? Started from the bottom when we're here. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So Bill, you mentioned, I know you mentioned mental health. Uh, just what were some of the other um, things that were happening that led to you being being on the streets and 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 just th this this very challenging life that you were having. Well, that's what I said. It, it, it's just because um, it was very hard to keep 
like jobs and stuff like that. So my parents asked me, you can stay as long as you want. You just have to have a job. You have a source of income. We, can, we can't provide you anymore. You have to provide yourself. And I got frustrated because I couldn't keep one and whatnot. So, and, and my childhood wasn't the best because every other week I was grounded. So I saw my room a lot. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't get outside a lot to play. So, you know, my childhood wasn't the best childhood. But moving forward in life, yeah. things got better. Right. So my retina came off my eye. I was blind for six weeks. You know, I have a scent in my heart. I, I had a, a minor heart attack. You know, I diabetes at 16, four needles a day. Then my kidneys failed. Then I had kidney pancreas troubles. Then I, 2015 Valentine's Day, I had a kidney pancreas transplant. And from there, just every little bit, there was somebody there like God or an angel or someone that passed away that was in my life because I felt like a cat with nine lives. Hmm. And every time there was a downfall, a down situation, somebody was there to pull me up and Roy risen me Mm -hmm. and whatnot. So I knew God was there, but I never took that next step to walk through the door because it it, it wasn't, I didn't think it was meant to be. And and so that conversation, it was about all of that, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Absolutely. I can Mm -hmm. even see it and Mm -hmm. feel it in Mm -hmm. your expressions right now Mm -hmm. that, you know, bringing these people on, these guests aren't just for them, but it's also for you. Mm -hmm. I wanted to know, has your experience with the guests that you have, do you feel more connected? How do you feel following mm. an episode mm-hmm. when you're chatting with people? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Connected is a great word for it. Just feel completely connected to that person. Um, that you've gone someplace uh, in a very deep way together. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, it's a... Yeah, it's like going on a on a trip together, mm. you know. Uh, yeah, and and Love but you that. don't know the destination, you know, when you begin. Um, and and honestly, Rebecca, like every time coming out, like like both of us, um, in awe of mm. of where that conversation went and how 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 beautiful that felt to be a part of it, and like inspired ourselves <laughs> as we reflect on life and our stories and the good news and God at work in in and through you know, all of that. So de- yeah, Love definitely it. connected with that person and, uh, and yeah, inspired myself and hoping that others will be when they get a chance to, oh, to listen are. to it. Well, we are. that's cool. <laughs> you know, and, and I, I made it a practice of, cause we, we record a few weeks ahead of time. And so by the time the episode gets released, I, I actually have forgotten in some ways what we've talked about as well. And so I, I make it a practice to, to listen each week as well. And, and yeah, like that's, that's, I, I, I'm, I'm, I moved, I get double move there you go. In, the, in the moment as we've done it, but also as I watch and listen uh, yes. later on when it's released as well. Yeah. Double blessings. Yeah, exactly. We have yeah. so many more people to talk about mm. and I cannot wait to hear your, you know, view and perspective. You're mm. kind of back back in the scenes, mm. behind the scenes view mm. of what you thought. Mm. So let's get into the other people. So we've gone through people talking about community, mm. transformation and healing. And now let's talk about episodes about positivity, mm. a positive outlook. When I think of that, I think mm. you know of Agnes McNelly, mm-hmm. her episode, 
which did amazing mm-hmm. online. People really resonated with what she said yeah. um, because she was so genuine and so real. I remember she said on one the episode, you know, being kind, mm. how far kindness goes. Mm-hmm. What were you thinking while you were sitting there oh. with her? Yeah. So again, you know, Agnes, I think would be quite fine with me describing her as like just a, a really everyday, ordinary person, mm. you know? Um, and and so for her to come on the podcast, again, it, it exhibits exactly why we thought this podcast was 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 worth doing, that there's this good news that people just don't get to hear mm. in everyday life. And so I think she just just really modeled, exhibited all that we've, we've, we've wanted to do with the podcast. Just let's get into her story and you realize how impressive, incredible, beautiful, how good it is. And yeah, and then and then just to see the way Agnes has grown in her faith over the years. And and I just love the way that she shares. In fact, that for me, that would be one of the one of the episodes that, episodes that if, if someone wants to know what it means to be a Christian, what it means to follow Jesus and the difference that it can make in your life, but also in the lives of those who you love, I'd go back and watch that episode. Like because she just she just nails it. Like like and 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 all she's doing in my mind is really genuinely sharing her experience mm. of of God in her life and and how that's um how that's impacted her. But she yeah. does it so so well. She yeah. does an amazing yeah. job. And yeah. you've known Agnes for a while, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And Agnes is one of those people that, and she she shares a story in the in the in the episode how um we we would know we would see each other um over the like it was over years. Like, like I'd be involved in something with her family and helping out and 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 then, you know, there'd be this desire to to come and connect. But it just, you know, life happens and yeah. and then but how over time uh, God was talking about planting seeds. God was planting seeds and and men um is fruit ever being being produced uh, yeah now yeah, you got cool. to bring in a yeah. friend here for you well a lot a lot of times and i firmly believe god is around us god is in us mm. so we are one mm. we are part of god mm. god is part of us so when we uh, speak to god we're really not telling him anything he doesn't know but we're verbalizing it to ourselves mm. so that we understand better what mm maybe what our purpose is, what our concerns are. And um, a lot of times I will do the mantra, be still and know that I am God, Mm. and then be still and know and be still Mm -hmm. and be. Mm. And it comes down to just being and allowing yourself to uh, understand that God is everywhere Mm -hmm. and that he is always encouraging us and kind. I keep coming back to kind. Mm. Jesus and God are kindness personified. Mm. And if we can even pick up a little bit of that, Mm-hmm. a little bit and pass it on in our lives. I think um, that's really what prayer is all about is diving deeper and in, in understanding what we want to do to emulate or mm. to please oh, our wow. Lord. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's um, that's huge. That's significant. <laughs> so prayer can actually impact how how you live mm. uh, and Absolutely. and how you how you are with other people. So t- talk a bit more about yeah, that. How yeah. does that work for you? Uh, you know, even, I don't know, not to put you on the I, spot, like do you have even examples of where I, maybe God shifted you in prayer I have, and you responded to something differently? Yeah. I have a really good example. Really? When I first started yeah. coming to church, I did not share that with a lot of people, especially a very close friend, because I didn't know how that person would react. <laughs> and when I finally did tell them a year after I started coming to church, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that great. friend said, are you going to be like a holy roller mm. on me? And I went. I'm just me. Yeah, yeah. That friend is now asking me to pray, pray for, for, 
Come on. And I'm on Come a, on. On an almost daily basis. Wow. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. so the impact that God has is like, like Mother Teresa said, I'm just a little pencil. Mm. Like, I'm not doing any of this. Mm-hmm. God's doing it yeah. all. Like, yeah. such yeah. awe. Yeah. That's, yeah. I got, yeah, that's, yeah. I'm, a, I'm just a little pencil in the hands and, of a writing God or a loving God or something who's writing a love letter to the right, world or something right. like that. Isn't that, yeah. but that's like, I don't know that uh, without stopping to actually think about it, which is what these conversations are doing for us. I, th- I know they are for me, certainly. Like I'm loving these conversations. I, I think we wouldn't necessarily think of prayer as something that changes how we live and who we are in the world. It's more, I'm stressed and I, you know, so that's, and that's good. But mm. when you become more peaceful, when God's energy and life flows through you, 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 like you said, you live in a way that more emulates who God is. God's character, God's presence is more fully right. within us, or, or at least we're aware of that in a way that we live it out and we become different people like it so prayer actually impacts right all of that who you live and who you how you live and who you are because we automatically want to share that yeah and that's why it's called a good news podcast (laughs) that's that's (laughs) awesome and it reminds me now of a new friend that Mm, you made mm -hmm. let's talk about you know our big friend Mm. you want to say his name jordan hart jordan hart so i loved that oh jordan and so jordan hart and uh, his partner emily schultz two uh young um musicians who are writing music and and performing music and uh again this this these these guests came through our our daughter leah who's also in the musical world these days and and it's cool how you meet people Mm. who you just connect with and uh and i know they have that kind of relationship that all of their lives are better having met each other and growing together and working together. And so the the, the episode in particular, both of them were just phenomenal. Um, the one with with Jordan was 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 really interesting to me because we got we got so deep into the conversation that the roles actually uh, turned for a moment and and after he addressed a talking point, then he said, well what what about you? you must experience this as well and wow. and and you know, I, I was just having a conversation. Like, I don't think he was trying to play one on me or he wasn't, you know, he was like, I wasn't at all. We were having a conversation and, yeah. and, and that's the, you know, the way yeah. that, that it went. And, uh, so I got into addressing this and it was really like, how do you handle, um, being on a stage? Cause it's, it's like, you're on a stage, not musically, but you're on a stage too. And what is it like for you to experience that? How are you afterwards? And, uh, yeah, so it just, it got to a really deep place that also brought me in in a way that that yeah, like I was I was the guest for a moment. Yeah, um, we should and, get Jordan and, to host. And it was really yeah, for sure. <laughs> and and it was it was yeah, the 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 where we both came to I think in that one was just finding ways to um, not feel the pressure that when you are um, when you are in his case performing or when I'm speaking um, to leave space for people to have their own experience, mm. and that's not actually all up to you. Meaning. Uh, absolutely, you can prepare. You can do your very best, um, but but how people experience things that in some ways that's up to them, <laughs> and how they come. And anyway, I found that really freeing, and it was a bit of a, a, a almost like a revelatory moment within this conversation mm. that I know was was really good uh, for me. I was good for the listeners again, but <laughs> I know it was really good for me. And it was just kind of funny how how the roles got switched in, in the midst of that, yeah. and it was just that real, that genuine. It just sort of went there. So naturally. Yeah, yeah. you yeah, were yeah. on the hot seat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 but it was good. It was good. Like 100% of me goes into everything that okay. I do. Yeah. And yeah. it's almost doubly true for this. Um, and the message that 
I've come to explore more intentionally as I've mm. um, been able to spend more time with what it means to be an artist and mm -hmm. really find my identity in that is a deep vulnerability mm. um, couched in a very comfortable environment. So I want people to feel safe and hopeful mm. in the process of going to places they've almost never, like to depths and levels sure. of exposure that they don't traditionally feel comfortable in. Mm -hmm. And to be able to do that together with people that they intimately know and together with strangers that mm -hmm. they've just met that mm -hmm. day in my concert experiences. So I really want my music to inspire a comfortability with vulnerability mm. and a deep sense of like the power of God, the light of mm. the sun mm -hmm. level hope. It's mm. just like this propelling humanity for, forward mm. type of hope, if mm. that makes sense. That yeah. makes complete yeah. sense. I like, yeah, I'm like, yes, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm in, cool. I love it, I love yeah. it. So what does that look like? Mm. Like what, mm -hmm. maybe even taking us into a song yeah. that and where that has come from and how you've tried to do, mm. do that, get, getting people to a place where they can be comfortably vulnerable, mm -hmm. enter into the reality of whatever that might be, yeah. but with a sense of, of hope and light mm -hmm. and God bringing us through yeah. to a new place. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So this part, the latter part is just kind of coming okay. now. Yeah. The first, the way it started, I started as a busker. So I, I really cut my teeth on the streets really? in awesome. the middle of like street corners. The first place I busked was in the airport in Edmonton where I was raised. No way. And um, had an experience right from then up until two years ago where most of my performances, like I'd say 90% of them were on street corners for people that were unsuspecting audiences. <laughs> and because of the nature of those performances, I got to test this beautiful piece of justice in music that mm. the thing that was resonating the most truly with me at the time that I was performing it was inevitably the thing that would resonate with the audience the most. Mm. And it didn't matter. There, there, there were many years where I would chase, what is this thing that will get me this audience that will help me to connect with people, which is what I've always loved most about music. Mm. So I would try to go out there and I'd perform top 40 songs. I would perform old classics. I would perform fast songs. I would perform slow songs. And there was no consistency. Some days, the fast songs, the top 40 hits were what drew the biggest audience. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. But then other days I would go out there. I would learn later that those were the days that my heart just wasn't in it. Maybe a day where I was, I was feeling really sad and mm. down. And I'd still be trying to force this mm. positive energy out of my performance. And I've, lo and behold, it was very clear in the result. It was not resonating. And it took quite a few years, but eventually I realized that if I just went out and allowed myself to drop into where I was authentically in mm. that moment and connected that through my vocal performance, um, it would often be where I would find where that was over a couple of songs and I would mm. close my eyes, mm -hmm. dive into that song that I found, open my eyes and there'd be a hundred people around me. Yeah. Oh man, it's yeah. been so nice reminiscing yeah. mm. and, you know, chatting about these episodes and, you know, it's amazing what God has done. Mm. If you look back at, you know, episode number 10, yeah. episode number five, the amount of change, beautiful change mm -hmm. that's happened and the amount of, you know, quality change mm. has been amazing to witness. Mm. How do you feel, you know, just taking a step back and really seeing what God has done with the Good mm -hmm. News podcast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How does that make you feel? Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. Good question. Grateful for sure. And actually really motivated. 
Yeah, mm. really motivated, great, grateful for what's happened, but also, yeah, motivated, excited about what, what can still be. How, how do we help more people hear these stories, hear this good news, be inspired, be challenged, grow, um, get a glimpse of God um, in a maybe like a non-traditional kind of way in, yeah. in some ways as well. So yeah, 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 very grateful, so grateful to Matt, um, Stephen, uh, you know, the team here. Um, yeah, you, you're part of that, you know, Rebecca's as well. Um, our daughter, Leah, yeah, just, just some champions of the podcast and really grateful that we are in it together and, and, and yeah, so grateful, um, for all of that and, and excited about yeah. what, what still might be. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking mm-hmm. of what might yeah. be, where do you see this podcast going? A mm. hundred episodes from today. Mm. Yeah. Uh, wow. What are things you wish for? Yeah. Well, I, I, I feel like, <laughs> you know, like I, have to, I almost want to say just let, let, wait and see. Let, yeah, let's let's come back a hundred episodes now and do this again. I love uh, it. I, I, think, I think more of, of like one of the things that happened as we took some time to do this episode and even reflect is Matt did a great job of breaking down some of the, the themes that have come up and categorized some of the episodes. Like those are all about transformation. Those are about healing. Those are about positivity. Those those are about community. Those are about women in leadership. Mm-hmm. You know, those are about about um, anti-black racism and creating racial justice. Like so, there's these themes that have come up that I'm quite excited to even pay more attention to. I, you know, True. as we reflect on it, we really believe they've come up in the conversations because of who we are and who God has called us to be. And so let's do more of that. Like let's continue to bring up these themes and conversations that that will both be good news for people. Um, uh, finding this stuff that's happening underground that people just don't know about and let's yeah. give it a platform. I heard yes. recently, you know, it's one thing, it's one thing to have a platform, but it's another thing to make a platform for others. And yes. I feel like that's that's one of the opportunities we have God has given us with the Good News Podcast that we can create a platform mm. for others to communicate, to share their stories, to share their good news, to share this work that we've been called to do. And this also keep moving down these themes that are really, really important. And that's a, 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 a I think a unique way mm. um to share the gospel. Mm-hmm. Come on. Mm-hmm. Come on, somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was so well said. It's <laughs> oh, so true. You. And it's so mm-hmm. um, encouraging. Mm-hmm. And I hope that, you know, mm-hmm. those that are watching this episode, this hundredth episode encourages you to go back to those episodes that we've mentioned or mm-hmm. even share, you know, with us what your favorite yeah. episodes have been. So send us a message, comment below, you know, letting us know which one you liked. And, you know, we're just so blessed to be able to have this platform, like you said, Mm. raising up things that maybe other people weren't talking about a lot, you know? And so I'm just so pumped and so happy to say that this is the hundredth episode of the Good News Podcast. So go out there, share it, share some good news with others, share one of our episodes, because that also is sharing good news. Mm. And we will see you in our next episode. One hundred and one. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Rebecca. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Man, we we could have gone on and on and on, and I would I would encourage you to just take a look at our feed, the Good News Podcast feed, and and there might be an episode that as you do that, you're like oh, I just want to maybe maybe you didn't catch it, maybe maybe you want to listen to it or watch it again. I, I know I, I've done that a little bit through this work of celebrating the 100. So just would encourage you to to do that, even to get a a, a quick review of of the the kinds of people that we've been so blessed to to have these conversations with. Like it, it's amazing the spectrum, the 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 variety, the quality of of 
of people and and their stories. It's I I just I am I am amazed and awed, so grateful. And do want to say thanks to to every single person that have been a part of these conversations. Um, you've been guests. Uh, I know from the experience that we've shared together that that it's been a blessing to have these conversations. I, I felt that as we've as we said in this in this episode, as Rebecca and I re- reflect on it, that was one of the the amazing things for me was just to to really enjoy the the conversation, really genuine, deep conversation with with real people. Seems to me whenever we do that, it doesn't have to be a podcast. Uh, recording whenever we we do that have time with somebody who we care about and get real get get deep and and listen to each other um it's it's good news it's a good thing it's a it's a blessed thing so thanks again to every every single guest and the blessing that you've been to me um to our team i just want to say a huge thanks especially to matt grosso um, who he is the man. He has been running this thing and producing and certainly lots of help from Stephen Bennett and Dave Palvin and team, but but Matt's, Matt's had his hands in on uh, on this right from the get-go. So thanks to Matt and thanks to you, friends. We're looking forward to another 100. Can't wait to see where God's going to take us and this initiative that we felt called to do and to grow. Please hope you can be a part of the future as you have in the past and uh, looking forward to, to what God's going to do. God bless you, friends. God be with you. Thanks again for being a part of the Good News Podcast family.